teach Bible now? All right, enough of that crap. I'm, I'm going to talk about commitment, and I'm going to talk about the cost of commitment, okay? Now, here's, here's my, I was reading this, this psychologist, his name is Peter Berger, and he was talking about the modern thought, the modern Western mindset. And he said, the modern Western mindset is, fo is focused only on my needs, fulfillment of my, need, my needs, my obligations. That's it. That's the modern mindset. And if you look at the world right now, don't you see it? Everybody is so into what they think. Do you, no, everybody's into, you know, they're into these movements, but really, it's just, just about how they feel, and they will fight you over how they feel. And, they, and if you don't let them feel that way, they get mad at, they get mad at you, mm -hmm. right? So, so it's like now, you think of the modern Western thought has shifted. And, and I love what he said. He said that we used to function on honor, but now we function on dignity. Let me explain it. Honor is your commitment to your role or your task in society. It, it, I, put it, I, I, I try to tell you guys match stories to it. It's kind of like me having, okay, I love telling people, people how old my children are. I say my oldest daughter is, how old is Candace? I don't even know. My oldest daughter is 33. How old are you? 30. My, my second daughter is 30. And my son is 8. <laughs> and they go, what? Yes. Now, back in the day, my honor would come from my commitment. Think about it. When you're in a mindset where you raise grown kids and you have grandkids, mm -hmm. grandparents, don't you think differently? Yes. Know what you think? I'm going to let you have cake for breakfast. <laughs> and you can stay up till 4 o'clock and then go home to your mama. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> That, that, my grandkids, they can do anything. I won't care, you know. But now you got to put yourself back in the mindset of diapers. He ain't going nowhere. Got to teach him how to tie shoes. You got to potty train. Grandparents don't have to do none of that. And so my honor would come from my parenting, my commitment to my role. Right? So your honor may come from what you do. You may be a teacher or you may be a police officer or you may be a, you know, or you may be just a person who, who, who just raises their family. You, you know, you may, you may, your places, you may be a politician. Please don't go into politics. But anyway, you might, well, matter of fact, you do need to go. We need Christians in politics right now. But anyway, and, and, and so maybe your, your, but see, your honor comes from what your role is and it's usually uh, 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 given to other people, but now we function under dignity we're searching, we're searching constantly for dignity now. I'm going to help you. This is good. And, and dignity is I have the right to my happiness and fulfilling that happiness. And, and if you don't let me do it, then you're oppressing me. I got a right to feel and do whatever I want. That's where my honor comes from, myself. Dignity. And then the Bible goes... In the end, they would be lovers themselves. They, they, will, only, they will only care about themselves. Right. So what are you saying? The modern Western thought and Christianity are always on a head-on collision in your, in your heart and in your mind. Mm -hmm. Because God comes along and goes, I need you to be selfless. <laughs> but modern thought says, no, it's, it's what I need and what I want. Right. Come on, people, come on. 
I've seen, I've seen people leave their families because of what they thought. No commitment. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Commitment is this. This is deep. Stay with me. I might not finish this today. It ain't because of the clock. <laughs> you guys are going to trash my clock. I'm going to be so mad. Dignity is, I mean, uh, uh, commitment is this. It is the voluntary, is your voluntary to limit all your choices. It's a promise to eliminate all your other options and choose a certain option and bind yourself to it. That's what commitment is. Mm-hmm. Commitment is, commitment is putting all your weight on a door. All your weight's on the door. All your weights on the door, so much so that if somebody open it, you fall. If they open it, you'll fall in. You fall. Commitment is this. You know, I'm a sports guy. And man, by the way, Jamie Samuelson died today. And he's a sports guy I used to listen to every morning. And I'm like, he died and it broke my heart. But pray for him and his family. He was only 48. In football, you have this thing called a play-action pass. Some of you are going, what? Play-action pass is this. You have your fat lineman in the front, right? And then you have your defensive backs on the defensive side of the ball. They're the ones who cover the guys who are going out to catch the ball. But then you have linebackers, and linebackers are very important. Because linebackers have to play they had to play, stop the team from running the ball and passing the ball. Where defensive backs' first priority is making sure you don't pass it. The defensive lineman, the fat lineman's priorities is to make sure you don't run it. The linebackers have both priorities. So this is what offenses or quarterbacks and coaches design, the play-action pass. So what it does is the quarterback gets the ball from the center, and he acts like he fakes it, like he's going to give it to the running back. And he's doing that to make the linebackers commit. See, because as a linebacker, you're watching the play develop, and you have to react. So when he fakes it to the running back, you have to step up to get ready to stop the running back. But then he pulls it back, and now you're trapped. Now you're screwed. Because you can't get back in time because he just wants to dump it over to the guy standing right there. Where you would have covered him if you wouldn't have made a commitment to the run. Yeah. That makes sense? Because mm-hmm. that makes sense. Did I do a good job with that? He's a football <laughs> guy. Commitment means I'm putting everything on you and if it fails, I'm screwed. So I ask you a question. How many of us are really committed to God? I realize something. My commitment to God has cost me everything. Everything. I mean, (laughs) Jesus. It's cost me money. It's cost me fame. It's cost me uh, freedom. It's it's cost, it it, it had a cost in my marriage. It cost. It has cost me everything. My total weight is on God. God, if this door opens, I'm done. Meaning if you don't come through, I'm, I'm screwed. Amen. 
Because I, I have no other options. I've shut down all my other options. <laughs> Don't, you, you may say, well, Kenny, you're supposed to. No, you are too. Amen. How committed are you? Do you got all your weight on the, Commitment means if this thing doesn't work, I have nothing. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. We'll commit to our jobs, but they'll unplug you. In a, you know, you come in one day, they'll have a slip waiting on you. Yeah. you, you we'll commit to, to people, and then, you know, something may happen, and they don't even want to deal with you anymore. Amen. People have sold you out, right? You, you can commit to things, and they go, but see, if your commitment is too strong, then, then you, you will fall apart if that thing breaks. But I'm here to say, your commitment to God, he has promised you he would not break your commitment to him. So here's, I'm going to give you some Bible in a second, even though this is Bible. Amen. It's the making yourself vulnerable. Commitment, see, when the linebackers step up, they're vulnerable now. They can't get back in time to help the defensive back stop the pass. They, they've already committed to the Commitment, you're, you're now vulnerable. If that door opens up, I'm falling in. I'm, I'm vulnerable. People don't like to be vulnerable, right? Amen. It's an uncomfortable feeling unless you just say, Lord, I just got to, you know, I'm just going to live or die. <laughs> I'm going to live and die based on, on you. Now, now. The reason why the modern thought in Christianity is on a head-on collision is because you can't know Jesus without commitment. Can't know him. And, and so here's the issue with it. You can't say, you, Jesus knocks at your door. You can't say, come in, Savior, but stay out, Lord. Amen. That's like saying, Val comes over, and you go, come in, Val, but stay out, Lindsay. Mm -hmm. you, you, you follow me with that? Mm -hmm. It's like, you got to, Jesus says you have to take all of me or none of me. That's right. See, That's right. I, he says, I'd rather you be hot or cold. Amen, somebody. Amen. I come to your house and you go, Keaton can come in, but Meredith can't. But that's how we do it. We go, we accept Savior Jesus, but I won't accept a Lord, Lord Jesus. See, because Lord Jesus takes commitment. Mm -hmm. It takes you putting all your weight on him when really you believe in the systems of this world. That will fail you. But we have more comfort in it. Know why? It's visible. It's tangible. Man, I should really be on TV. I'm trying to lose weight, so I, the camera makes you fat. <laughs> I'm drifting. My clock, my clock. Keeps me. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's, it's us. It's us, you know, saying, Lord, it's all or nothing. It's, it's you or it's us saying there's nothing more valuable. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Real quick. What is that? Yeah, we'll read that. Auntie, read that for me real quick so they'll know I'm reading Bible so they won't think I'm just lying. Go. The, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that is hidden in a field. Everybody see that? When the man found it, what did he do? He hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Now this doesn't, here, look at this story. He says, this is Jesus saying, this is what, this is what I'm about. This is what God is about. This is what the Holy Spirit is about. This is what the kingdom is about. It is a treasure, people, yes. but it's hidden. Yes. And you do have to find it. 
And, it, and you, you won't never find it unless somebody tells you the truth. Everybody say amen. amen. It's a treasure hidden in the field. When the man found it, he says, whoa, I got this treasure. So to be careful, he hid it again. He didn't just take it because it was too valuable. He hid it again, and he says, if I take it, they, they may come to me later and say, hey, that was on my property. That's mine. Following me? Mm -hmm. So he says, I'm not going to take it. I'm going to hide it. I'm going to go to the realtor and say, I want that field. Amen. That's like you discovering oil on an empty lot. And you go, man, I can't get the oil. They got oil, but I can't take it. It's not my lot. I'm going to go buy the lot. Amen. So that means, but buying the lot is going to take everything that I got. But everything that I got will be worth the real treasure. Yes. Everything I got is nothing compared to what I just hid. See that's, see, that's God to you. Jesus is saying, I am this treasure that's worth every, way more than everything you have. Yes, he is. You go, no, I got a great career. I'm worth more than that. No, I got a great family. I'm worth more than that. Amen. No, my bank account's pretty good. I'm worth more than that. Yes. He went and sold everything that he had to buy that field to get that treasure. This is what I really, that's everything. I'm going to sell everything to get that. Amen. Auntie, read me further. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything. Jesus says you don't get it. Okay, it's like a merchant who found a fine pearl. And what did he do, Auntie? When he found the one great thing of value, he went, he went back and sold everything he had. I just want to buy that. Yes. Let me tell you something. Walking with God, this is what you have to constantly tell yourself. You have to constantly remember the long-term reward of walking with Jesus. Amen. If you focus on the short-term reward, you're going to fail. Because your life is going to go wrong. And then if you don't keep your eye on the long term, it doesn't mean he won't get you out. Everybody say amen. amen. But I'm saying God never promised you a carefree life. Amen. You're going to have cares. He just promised he'll always be with you. He'll never leave nor forsake you. And he promised you peace to go through it and strength on the other side. Yes. Yes. So here it is. I, 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 I'm, we, if we look at it short term, we're going to miss it. We have to think about the long term. See, he's saying, I'm going to go and I'm going to get rid of all my short term stuff. Everything I got, throw it in a pot, I'm going to sell it to buy that. The guy went, I got to buy that field. That's going to take thousands of dollars, so I'm going to go get rid of everything I have just to buy the field. Yeah. I can't take that treasure out the field. They're going to come back and get it. I need the whole field. And everything I got is worth the field. That's commitment. And that's also the cost of commitment. Following me? Amen. Don't make God take me out of here. Cause I, 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 man, I try to give you guys, I think of, I spend hours in prayer on this stuff. Not to teach you, but so I can survive. Amen. And I just let you in on it. <laughs> Because <laughs> right now, my commitment to God is everything. Yes. I'm leaning on that door, man. If it opens, I'm trashed. I've already committed to the run, so if you throw it, I'm messed up. But if you don't throw it, I'm going to crush your running back. If I, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Katrina, throw something else up, because I don't even know what to throw up. Oh, Maria, somebody throw it up. John 12, come on, auntie. Six days before the Passover, right. Jesus came to Beth Bethany, where Lazarus lived. Six days after the Passover, Jesus goes and he sits to Bethany. Lazarus, whom he raised from the dead, was there. All right, come on. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' house. I like eating dinner with a dead dude. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I'll be sitting there like... I know Jesus brought Lazarus back from the dead. You saw Lazarus die, and now he's eating. That wouldn't freak you out? Okay, I thought I was the only one. I'd be like, I'd be over there like, Lazarus? Oh, he's alive, you know? I don't know. <laughs> you guys are lying. You know you do that. He's at a dinner, which was given in his honor. You talk about honor. We talked about honor. How more honor is it that Jesus sacrificed everything for you? We won't, we won't go over that. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with them. Right? Everybody see that? Yes. So Lazarus is back, and he's chilling, and he's eating. Next verse. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. Now here's Mary. She takes this expensive perfume. She pours it on Jesus' feet. Yes. And she begins to wipe his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with this fragrance because it's a good one. Yes. Listen. Cheap cologne, I know cheap cologne. You can smell cheap cologne. Amen. Expensive cologne, you always smell it, but it's never too much. It's, right. you know, but you can smell it and, 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 it, and it leaves a lasting scent. This fragrance filled everywhere. It was the good stuff. All right? Yeah. Come on. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot. Now here's Judas. He steps up and they says, He's the one, by the way, who's going to portray Jesus. Yes. All right. Auntie, come on. He objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? He says, what are you doing? This is worth a lot of money. Why didn't you take it and sell it to the poor? Because that's like a year's wages. What are you making a year? Say you make 45, 50, 60, 30, I don't know. That thing was worth... Oh, think about, what do you have that's a year's salary? I don't have nothing but a house, right? But what do you have that's a year's salary? Imagine, imagine you're using a year's salary worth of something. Imagine how much you would treasure that. And she's using it to anoint Jesus' feet. And she's not wiping it with a towel. She, her hair is long. She's using her hair. You're talking about the cost of commitment. Come on. He did not say this because he cared about the poor. Now, here's the thing. People are going to say something that sounds good and it sounds right, but they don't care. Mm -hmm. <laughs> People are going to say the right stuff. People are going to say the right things. People are going to condemn the, the people that they think they should. People are going to gossip about stuff they don't know nothing about. People are going to do all that stuff. And they're going to do it as to try to make you think they're concerned. They're not concerned. Mm -hmm. He said Judas didn't care nothing about the poor. Right. He was a thief. He's telling us about his person. We think the only thing Judas did was betray Jesus. No, Jesus picked him for a reason. He was a criminal. Yeah. 
he was stealing money out the money bag the whole time. When Jesus and his crew, the disciples, were, they had money. They, need, they had to function with money. And, and Judas was dipping in the bag constantly, and Jesus knew it. They're telling us his personality, but they're not concentrating on that. They just want to inform you. This is the next important thing. Auntie, go next. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. Jesus says, Judas, shut up. It was intended that she saved that perfume because she realizes something. I'm getting ready to die. Yes. And my commitment to death and what it, what it will pay for her is worth more than anything she has. Yes. Courtney, you think they're getting this? He says, my thing is, what she has is more, I, she realizes that I, if I'm going to give Jesus something, I'm giving him everything. Yes. Jesus says, leave her alone because she's all or nothing. If it's something that is more valuable to me, then don't come. It's quiet because you know why? Because you're thinking about it. What's more valuable to you than Jesus? Now I'm talking, you got to think from the long term. What's more valuable to you? So here it is, he goes, I mean, Judas, you need to be quiet. She gets the commitment. She's committed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What verse is that? One more verse, come on. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. See, she realized something. You're going to always have poor people. Now, people, pe people have taken that verse and they've used it for the poor, and Jesus wasn't meaning that for the poor. He didn't say how we should treat them. He didn't say what we should do or not do. He just says that the poor will be with you all the time, but I won't. Amen. You're lying and saying you care about the poor, but the poor is going to always be there anyway. We're going to always have poor people, but I won't always be here. So here it is, if she realizes that the commitment I'm about to make to, to the, everybody by giving my life, she's willing to take the most expensive thing that she has and give it to me, Amen. and it's still not enough. Still not enough. Now when I talk about commitment, I gotta, I gotta put this disclaimer in there. You guys okay? Yeah. I'm gonna try to finish this. Here's the disclaimer. I'm not talking about total, how can I word it where you want? I'm not talking about absolute obedience. Let me tell you what I mean. I, I always need a picture to try to help us. Imagine you're going to adopt a child, and you have, you have two children there. And they're both, you know, and unfortunately, that's what people do. And you're trying to figure out which one you're going to take. And then you ask the one child, hey, are you willing to do whatever I tell you? And the one child goes, no. You go, okay. You ask the other child, are you willing to do everything I tell you? And the other child goes, yes. Now, they both have the same intellect. They both have the same track record. They're, they're older children where they can converse with you. But you know which one you're going to take. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. This one isn't telling you the truth. Amen. This child is not going to do everything you say. Children aren't even cut that way. You, all parents know your children do not do everything you say. Amen. But what it is, 
You're going you're gonna to lean to this one because this one is saying, I'm being honest. I'm going to always choose the right to make my own decisions, to go my own way, to disagree. Now, this one's going to do it, but at least this one is saying, I'll be willing to. See, because you're not going to obey God all the time. I'm not going to obey God all the time. But it doesn't mean you're not committed. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to help you out. See, because if I talk about commitment, I have to talk about you're going to fail. But as long as you have the mindset of, man, Lord, I want to do everything you tell me. That makes sense? makes sense? I'm just fighting me. This one says, no, I always reserve the right to do whatever I want. You stay there. <laughs> you're going to do what I ask you to do? Yes, I'll do whatever. You're lying. You're lying. You're not. But at least in your mind, you're willing to say you are larger. And at that time, the child probably thinks it's going to do that. It's not lying. The child is just saying, yes, I will. This one has a willingness to well, this one is not having a willingness. Right. So I'm not talking about absolute obedience. I'm not saying don't obey. I'm just saying you won't. But it doesn't mean you're not committed. You get that? Mm-hmm. All right. 19. No, I'm, I'm going to stop. Look, Kimberly, don't you call me yelling at me. <laughs> Kimberly told me off about the clock. Marilyn told me off about the clock. She ain't even here. Okay, they beat me. Auntie, read this. Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Oh, here's my hour. I'm getting ready to leave. Come on. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. He says unless a wheat has to fall to the ground, it has to die to multiply. But if it, if it, if it doesn't fall, it's going to only just be that one seed. But if it falls, it's going to produce many seeds. Jesus is saying this. I have to die. So all of you could be produced. Amen. All right. If I don't die, I am okay. I am a seed, but I have to die so all of you can produce. Next verse. Anyone who loves their life will lose it. Anyone who hates their life in this world. He said, now listen, anybody who loves your life, you're going to lose it. (laughs) It is not going to go well. The Bible says you love the world, the love of the Father is just not in you anyway. Mm-hmm. If you love your life, I'm not talking about you should hate your life. I'm talking about love it to the point where this is, is to the point of dignity. Everything that matters is just my life. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose it. We got to remember the long-term effect of walking with, with God in Christ. Everybody see that? Mm-hmm. You can't think short-term. you got to think about the long-term reward of you walking with God. See, because this short-term reward might seem better, but I'm telling you, it's not going to end up. So you, it's saying anybody who loves their life are going to lose it. Come on. But anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. But anybody who hates their life, and that word hate there means to deny, you're going to have eternal life. He's not saying hate your life. We, are, we should be thankful for our life. Amen, son. Amen. All, anybody here got COVID, get out. <laughs> now, we all got to get quarantined and tested. <laughs> My, what I'm saying that for is because I'm not saying that you shouldn't love your life. He's not saying that. What he's saying is 
you should not love your life above all. Right, right. He says, they just went to the extreme of saying, hey, it's like this. What, he's saying, what would you give to, 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 to me? And then we go, well, I'll, I'll give my money, I'll give my time. Yeah, that's, that's fine. But you know what God really wants you to give? You know what Jesus wants you to give? He wants you to give in. He wants you to give in. He doesn't, want, he doesn't need your stuff. He just, you give your stuff out of obedience. This church don't run on hopes and prayers. It runs on money. Amen. The beauty of it is I don't ask for your money. Right? And, you got, and I thank God. We just, we just, we just, you guys, we give money. I give money too. So it's like, he said, listen, I just want you to give in. Would you please give in? Would you please let me be in your life? Would you, oh, would you please commit to me? Would you put all your weight on me? He says, whoever lose, hates their life will keep it for eternity. See the long-term effect of Jesus? Yes. Don't think short-term because you know, you know you're never going to die. Amen. Your body's going to die, but that ain't, that ain't the end. All right, all right. Come on, next verse. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be. Now, whoever served me must commit to me, must follow me. Wherever I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Okay, so what about the one who doesn't? He won't honor him. Right. So that puts a a little clause in God loves everybody, and everybody will be fine. Just Just don't steal nothing. Or everybody be fine. Just don't curse so much. Or, you know, everybody be fine. Just don't use drugs. Or don't take alcohol. Don't go to jail. No, he's saying that the people who are committed to me, my father will honor them, the ones who are not putting their weight on me. I know he's not going to honor them. Commitment is what? I'm putting everything on the door. So much so that if it opens, I'm falling. People are not going to do it. You committed to your job, you go to work not feeling well. You go to work with a migraine. Well, I'll take that back because we had this little thing called FMLA when I used to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people, <laughs> I don't want to go there. But I mean, usually people will go to work no matter. It's seven inches of snow. I got to go to work. Seven inches of snow, I ain't going to go to church. I was three inches out there. Oh, man, we should stay home today. Know what I realized? Because a lot of my pastors, I was talking to a pastor friend today, I mean, yesterday, and he was telling me, you know, they do everything online, but they have opened back up. And he's like, man, people ain't coming back. I, yeah, because they watch you at home. Right. I can watch you in my underwear <laughs> with some Cheerios. <laughs> Not realizing your purpose here is important. Do you know that? You know how important small church pe- members are. They are so important. Every last one of you are important. We got people out now camping. You guys love camping. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Pastor, I see you next week. I'm camping. <laughs> Dawn skipped last week. You know where she was? Camping. <laughs> I'm gonna pay for that. Uh-uh. But it's like so. My, my, so, but what I'm saying is, 
It's like people, what is, what is their commitment level? Where is, what are you willing to, well, you know, if it's raining too hard, I might just chill today. But you don't realize in small churches, everybody's so important. Amen. It's not, it's not, if, if we got a church of a thousand and 300 don't show, we're still doing pretty good. But if we got a church of 60 and 20 don't show because it snowed. But come Monday, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Auntie, I'm almost done. We're, I don't know if I want to read further, though. Do I? No. Go to Deuteronomy. This is my last one. Now, I got I, I to gotta tell you about commitment, the cost of commitment, and I also got to tell you about the Lord's commitment to you. Auntie, the Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were, a, it was a bunch of you. That, that, you know, see, I'm saying, man, and hear this, hear this, hear this. I'm not putting anybody down. I'm not putting any church down. You guys know I don't do that. I'm not talking about anything. But I'm saying, man, why do we think large is always anointed? Right. Now, when, now man, I'm getting so many calls, and this is what I'm getting. Man, Kenan, as soon as this pandemic is over, I got to get you to come. I got to get you to come. I need you, to, I need you in Boston. I need you in Texas. I need you in California. I need you in, in Baltimore. And I'm like, oh, okay. But, but it's, and all these churches are so much larger than us, so much larger. And I go, why does, I'm not mad at it. But I, and I'm thinking, but why do we just think that big is just so? He doesn't pick you because it's a bunch of you. Yes. You ask me, I'd rather, pastor said, a pastor asked me, have you seen all your members? And I went, yes. Only one I haven't seen was Carl and Vanessa, because we know in the summertime, they travel the world or something. <laughs> Fall, they'll be back. But everybody else, I've seen them. They're not all, they haven't all made it on the same Sunday, because they can't. But I've seen them. He went, man, you're the first person who ever told me that. Well, you can't hide in a smaller church. Mm-hmm. People know your kids, and yeah, they know you were sick, and they know you're struggling. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of it is that we can love, protect each other, look out for each other, keep your mouth off each other. The commitment level is greater. See, because this is what I realized. In giant places, it takes one swing of something wrong, and then you're going to lose probably 40%. Mm-hmm. What I'm realizing is the pandemic has showed me something. Everybody weren't necessarily committed to God. They were committed to churches. Amen. And that's why they didn't, they didn't make it back. I'm almost done. Uh, Auntie, come on. For you were the fewest of all people. You were the fewest of all. Now, God, that means that God works in the small. Everybody say amen. Come on. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors. Now, what? Now what? Auntie, because of what? Because the Lord loved you. Yes. He kept this oath that he swore to your ancestors, that he brought you out with the mighty hand, redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, from the king of Egypt. Yes. Not because you were the greatest, not because you were the biggest, it's just because you were the lovedest. <laughs> that ain't no word. 
it is today, you would have loved this. <laughs> you were the, the most committedest. <laughs> I like it. Anyway. Come on, Auntie. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God. Now, because see, there's other gods, but see, you might have the God of your career, you may have the God of your family, you may have the God of your health, you may have the God of your money, but the Lord really is God. Everybody say amen. amen. He is the faithful God. Yes. Keeping his covenant or his deals that he make with you, his word to you, of love to a thousand generations of those who love him, keep his commandments. What God said is, I am very committed to you. Yes, thank you. Not because you're the greatest, not because you're the richest, not because you're the best looking, not because you're the strongest. You're just the lovedest. And I will always commit, and I'm going to remind you how committed I am to you. So that means that God so much so is so committed to us. And think about it. You're talking about putting all your weight on something. He's so committed to us that he sent his son to die for us. Tell him putting your, all your weight on something. And what he's banking on is that you will receive it. Amen. God said, I'm so committed to you, I'm going to send my son, I'm putting all my weight on this. That I'm going to send him, and some of you, all of you won't, but a vast majority of you, no, I take that back because narrow is the way. That a whole bunch of you, no, not really, because, you know, it says it's a remnant. You will come to love me. You will come to know me. Son, you have to go die. Jesus says, okay, if that's the only way that more seed is spread, talk about commitment. And then Judas want to say, why are you getting, putting that on Jesus' feet? So what's your commitment? Don't you ever look at me and say, I have to be. You have to be too. Amen. We all have to be. Amen. How much weight are we really putting? Man, if, if, if that door opens, I'm falling in. And it's like now I'm like all my weight is on, on God. All, every bit of my 200, and I won't tell you how much pounds. I went to the doctor, they put me on a scale, I almost hit that nurse in the face. <laughs> I'm looking at her, she's like, what? I'm like, fix that. <laughs> it's right, that's not right. <laughs> Let me take some stuff off. <laughs> I started taking everything off. Anyway. <laughs> All my weight is on God right now. Amen. My destiny is in his hands. Amen. My future is up to him. Yes. What I do tomorrow will be his decision. I ask, yourself, I ask you a question. If God came down and asked you, what do you want? Listen. If, if he comes and says, hey, uh, uh, Shirley, what do you want? I give you anything you want. He comes and says, Sam, I give you anything, Shirley, I give you, Harriet, I give you anything you want. Sam, I give you anything you want. Frank, I give you anything you want. 
Ken and I give you anything you want right now. Tell me what you want. You know what I would say? I don't know. I have no idea. And hold me to this. I'm not lying to you. I wouldn't ask for money. I wouldn't ask for fame. I wouldn't ask for peace. I wouldn't ask for anything. I I would just say, Lord, I I just, I don't, whatever you want from me. That's all, I mean, that's all I can ask. I don't know. I'm going to mess it up. I know I'm going to mess it up. Uh See, because what I want has got me where I am now. What I want is dictated a lot of my life and you have to come mop it up anyway. So what do, you, what do you want? I'll take it. Amen. Amen. Good answer. Because no matter what does or doesn't happen, no matter what comes and what, or what doesn't come, no matter what is easy or what's hard, nothing is worth the long-term effect of being with you. Nothing is more precious than me and you. That's the only way I survive. And I don't give a rat's butt what nobody out there will say. Amen. Come on. Come on, everybody, close your eyes for a minute. Put your eyes on, on Jesus for a second. Just talk to him. I don't, I'm not in your business. I don't, I don't want to get in your business. I, listen, everybody, I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you haven't done. I don't care what mistakes you've made. I don't care how bad you messed up. I don't care what you're hiding. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not, I am not here. All I'm a, you know what I say? I love you regardless. I don't care where you, I love you. I don't care what you think about, I love you. I don't care what struggles you have, I love you. I don't care how wrong you do, I love you. It's just about you and God, man. It's not about you and Kenan. Just talk, just talk to him for a second about your commitment to him. Just talk about how much, how much of your real weight you really got on him and how much you really keep on your legs yourself. It doesn't mean you don't plan. It doesn't mean you don't think. It doesn't mean you don't have goals. It don't mean you don't set uh, uh, things to be done or, or determine things. I'm not talking about that. Those things have to be. I'm talking about your commitment to him, though. Saying, God, no matter what, you will always be first. No matter what, you will always be the most valuable thing. I was thinking about this, and I'm done. Keep praying. Keep your eyes closed. I don't know why this came to mind. Imagine somebody giving you a suitcase, a a, a little briefcase, and it's got like $7 million in it. And you get that case, you throw it in your vehicle, and then you stop at Rite Aid to get some aspirin. You ain't gonna do that when you got something that valuable in your car. I think we do it in life. We don't realize how valuable we have. Can we? We got this valuable thing called relationship with God. But can we go to Vinkers? We we'll, we'll leave it in the seat. 
auntie, well, well, see, when something's really valuable, that's all you think about. That's, man, somebody gave you $7 million, you'll be breaking your neck trying to keep it safe. You wouldn't stop and leave the briefcase on your front seat at Kroger's. You break your neck taking care of that, and you will saying that's us when Jesus he's all that matters he's that valuable I'll sacrifice anything for it anything trust me I have so Lord right now I'm asking you to help them their commitment to you is not your commitment to them but you know their hearts. You really do. Lord, we've messed up. We do things wrong. We've disobeyed you. We, we, we've missed the mark. We fell down. We've made mistakes. You, you know all of that, but Lord, you know our hearts. And you know like that child who said, I will do it. everything. I'll do everything you say. You know we really do mean that even though we messed up yesterday and even though we fell down uh, three days ago, even though we know we made a mistake, Two hours ago, maybe. You know where our hearts are. So we thank you for being so committed to us, and we pray that we can only commit back to you a portion of what you are to us. And then one day we'll see you face to face. And not because we did everything right. Because your blood has saved us. Your death has caused us to be a child of God. And our commitment to you that's got us here. So Lord, bless your people. Keep them strong. Continue to feed them. Continue to help me help them. So I was thinking, man, because I make deals with God all the time, and I, I go, Lord, if you do this, I'll do that. And I had to think about it and go, Kenan is really stupid because it's like me saying, Lord, if you bless them, I'll continue to teach your word. I, I, I say it all the time. And now I realize something. My weight's on you so much, I'm not even doubting if you're going to bless them. It's just for me to say, hey, Lord, if you do it, I'll continue. I'm going to continue to do it anyway. Because <laughs> sometimes what we think is blessings might not look like one. But then later they end up being the biggest blessing of your life. So you ask me a question. If I can go back a couple years to the worst year of my life, would I do it again? And the answer is yes. You know why? Because I've never walked with God like I am now. So Lord, we're willing to make that sacrifice. We're willing to pay whatever that is. And we pray you'll receive it. In Jesus' name. Amen. This is really good. Triple berry oak. Got oat? <laughs> hey, good. <laughs> Let's do communion, come on. <laughs>